437 here on the hard line, and Danny is going to give us a liner as soon as he's prepared to give us the liner. We'll do I ran away from home The once. printer broke in here, so oh, okay. I'm having to pull them up on my computer. Oh, We'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Uh, all right, so something that happened quite uh, significantly here in the last couple of weeks would be the birth of a child on the show. Not on the show. We didn't live broadcast the birth. Tell you what, though. Although, damn near next one, Danny. What a ratings! Whoa! Look at Mino for that. Will there be snipped? That's <laughs> before preemptive strikes. Yes. Coming up next. Can we pass that? Since now, Danny, you're the official Mick Jagger of the show, where you're you've got a thirty year old and an infant. Mm-hmm. Is this it? I mean, I thought this was it before. So you always keep your options open, right? Evidently. All right. After the just incessant ball busting, and this is baby news. We're just going to call it baby news that you had received for the previous 20 years Mm -hmm. on getting snipped. Will you now get snipped? I believe that's a personal choice that we don't need to discuss on the air. Oh, no. That's a very open-ended, let's all kick it around. Now, I was going to say, it's definitely a personal choice. Yeah, it's a medical procedure. And it is. But I'll, as far as being... I'll play the HIPAA card on your ass. <laughs> you don't have rights to my medical records, sir. I have an idea that... Just where are you leaning on this? Yeah. By the way, City Credit Union, your Dallas Stars and Sports Radio 96.7 and 13.10, the ticket, want to send a special thank you to our servicemen and women. These are the people that need to be getting the credit. Active, reservists, and retired by honoring our hometown heroes at every Stars home game. Go to theticket.com and click on Hometown Heroes for nominations. Back to you, Corby. Are you leaning in that direction at some point... Let's say in the next year. Maybe. That we can air live. Yes. Yes. If I do that, we can do a hardline remote from the surgery center. <laughs> it doesn't that? take long. As as my doctor told me, uh, just imagine watching Seinfeld, and it's over by the time that's over. And I'm still like, oh, I'm about to pass out because I just didn't want to do anything. Yeah. It just It's awful. It's not awful. The prospect of it is awful. I remember kind of looking forward to it, though, because they do promise you a couple days of Gum. doing nothing but watching TV. Did you do it on a proper weekend? Because everybody says, do it the Masters weekend. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I did it the weekend of Army-Navy, and that was it. <laughs> You're that was probably it. happy about that. You're probably really into the game, though. Oh, yeah, man. With your frozen peas. So did has baby... The, uh, because when you first have a kid and it's like, oh my God, the baby, what do I do? And then the diapers and blah, blah. Did everything come rushing back within the first couple of days? Like riding a bicycle. Really? Yeah. Cause I often thought about that with my grand, or with my parents, on all of our parents. Once you have a kid, you look at them and you're like, wait, you haven't done this in like 40 years. The difference is it's a different kid. Now the changing diapers oh, is, is changing diapers, but personalities they they're not consistent from baby to baby to baby. And little Malcolm, he does three things: he eats, he sleeps, and he screams. Yeah. Now he's a great sleeper, and we've been very fortunate in that regard. And he's gotten so much better. The first couple, the first week, you didn't know whether. He was having his foot was being cut off, or he had gas because it's either zero where he's chill, or it is a million miles an hour, really? and that is definitely simmered down a lot. Because I think it it has to do with trust. 
he doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know these people. Mm-hmm. And once you once he realizes that the sounds that he's making do get responded to, and you will get fed if you make a little bit of racket, you don't have to go to fever pitch every time. Yeah, he's learned that. So that's a lot better. And man, the kid, as far as a three week old, went down last night at ten p.m. She had to wake him at four thirty to feed him. Wow, he slept Whoa. six and a half hours. You're the most recent baby daddy on the show, Ty. Yeah, Ty. How was your first few? Do you remember? Because I, dude, I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I really. I, I, All I remember is we never had to wake her up to be like that. That's amazing. Yeah, we, she was always making noises. I think we had one really good sleeper right out of the shoot, but I think our other one, and I difficult. can't remember which one, but yeah. I know one of them sucked. Like it was really bad for a couple of months. But I mean, that's the only thing. The, the main, go ahead. I was going to say the one thing you want, the only thing you want out of your baby is sleep, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you want to be healthy, but and, you and want when it's to awake sleep. to be happy. Yeah, you know, right, full. But, but mainly, you just want them to sleep so you get sleep. And the, that's the thing is is negotiating the sleep calendar, the sleep timer, because if he goes down at ten, in all likelihood, I've either been at work or I've been with him. Mm-hmm. She's been with him the whole time until I get home and can kind of help out a little bit or in the morning. So when he finally goes to sleep at night, that's when it's like, ah, you want to watch a show? Yeah. You really don't because you realize that it's in all likelihood he's going to wake up at one and let's say we get stuck on a movie until midnight and then go to bed. Well, then you've gotten an hour of sleep and you're waking up after an hour. At least if you can get three, three and a half hours of sleep under your belt before you have to wake up to take care of the feeding, yeah. then that feels a lot better than going to sleep for an hour. Guess what else doesn't happen? Drinking. You no. don't want to wake up in the middle of the night with any Nothing. leftover buzz. <laughs> no. Not that I've even... I think I basically quit drinking in 2020 anyway. So that and she really hasn't can't have she can't have any more than like a glass no, of wine I because mean, she's feeding the baby. And... All of that stuff is I've read from one side it says don't drink at all, and then I've read things from from uh blog forums with moms that say basically if you can find your baby you can feed your baby okay <laughs> so it's somewhere in the middle i'm sure but she's not a big drinker anyway so yeah you know. it's, i mean again it's all about managing sleep what that's truly what what our lives are right now is managing how much sleep we can get and when when it can happen when are the when is the morning nap is that because i do remember the 10 to 1 or 10 to noon you may have already been gone to work by that time Bob. i think so yeah by the time the nap rolled around, but like I was telling Danny on the way out... It's not consistent yet. Okay. There's a morning nap, and then there's an afternoon nap. Yeah, and then that'll all get condensed down to one, Mm -hmm. and Ty, did you have the... We did have morning nap. Yeah. That was pretty nice. Like 10, and and dude, that's when I would try to sleep. Yeah, I did that a couple days ago. I think I texted you guys at 11 and said, hey, I'm up from a nap. Yeah, I mean, that baby goes down, and it's so quiet, and then it is... And dude, you're... It's... it's, You're juggling grenades... Mm -hmm. Because of the pets, because of dogs. Dogs have been great. But the barking. And you want to keep them right. quiet whenever the baby is yeah. asleep. And that was always such a juggling act. I remember that. I remember, like, lawnmowers and yes. knocks on the door oh, and the God. phone ringing <laughs> and just all the things that might wake the baby. You want to hear something hilarious is, of all things that could wake the baby... So on my on my street in the residential neighborhood that I live in on our street there 
in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed some some chalking and spray painting going on on the street, and I thought. I kind of looked at where the positioning of them uh, of the, of these markings were, and I thought, "Oh my God, am I about to get fined because my tree is overhanging right. the street and I need to get that knocked back?" And they just marked that. No, because yesterday morning at about eight thirty, man, thankfully he was already up. Oh no! The concrete saws came out. Oh my God! They're sawing into the concrete to access uh, to either replace it or to get to the. The sewer underneath, or whatever, but yeah, they've been they've been sawing concrete in wow. front of my house. <laughs> then comes now, the jackhammers, and now thankfully, <laughs> Malcolm sleeps. He, once he's down, he's out. He's not a light sleeper. He he crashes out. I mean, we're you know playing music, watching TV. Yeah, it's he's our whole point is get him to adjust to our lives, not us tiptoe around his. So that you know he's forever a light sleeper, right? So he's you're he's playing fine. the bass right next right. to the crib. Boom. You and Token. Do you have Almost. a white noise machine? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that thing is <laughs> wonderful. Those you know great. what? The white noise machine. It's still in my kid's room. He still listens to a babbling river when yeah, he goes to bed. I, and I still have a fan that I that is not there to cool. It's there to make noise. Really? Oh, yeah. See, I, I always thought that why don't we do that, sleep with a river or the rainforest or whatever? I've got a white noise app I listen to every night. Yeah, I think that's a great yeah. way to, to handle it. And when we go on the road, at least when we used to, same thing. Take the white noise app and Absolutely. just fire up yeah. fan noise basically know, on your phone. And I don't know. I'm sure Ty can relate, but I don't know if this was some. This wasn't something that I was aware of the first go around, but or maybe for you guys. But the art of swaddling. Oh yeah, boy, oh, that yeah. keeps a kid down too. Yeah. Is making yeah. sure their arms are right. basically it's a baby straight jacket. There's it is. no mincing you words. You put the here. little Hannibal Lecter mask on too. That's the only thing that it's missing. <laughs> but it keeps them for when they do get startled in the night. The thing that wakes them up is the sudden. Uh, reaction with their arms yeah. going up to their head, and that wakes them up. If you keep their arms down, man, they sleep great. He with that sound machine or that white noise machine and the swaddling, put him down at night. In all likelihood, he's going to crash for at least three hours. What's the technology now for like baby monitors and all that crap? Is he sleeping in his own room? No, he's in a bassy. In, next Bassinet, to y'all, yeah. pretty early to. Move him to his own spot. I don't right? know. I, mean, I don't kid, remember. I don't I mean, even know. The kid weighs like eight and a half pounds. Yeah, right? I don't. I don't know. I want to say six months when you do that, or and three you months. Put him in three, a crib, three to six. Yeah, yeah. yeah you go. God, put, all this is just like oh. it, no. It's been a while here for sure. <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I, I'm also still trying to figure out how to swaddle myself. I've been asking my wife to. Get you right. one of those? Yeah, can you... Weighted blanket. Nice wrap me in the I mean, yeah, it's basically what the but, weighted blanket is. But I'm telling you, I, I got really lucky with my partner because, you know, me being a, a dad already and having that experience, and then her her job is she is a nanny. So... For the, little kids the, and all, all, yeah. for everybody? She's nannied for families that have brought kids into the family. Oh, wow. Like, had another kid. So she's basically the mom been a got mom. Pregnant. De yes. facto, or at least as far as the, there's a lot of experience between the two of us. That's good. As far as the mechanics of what to do, and you know, diapers are two seconds, yeah. no big deal. You guys first bath last night. That was pretty fun. That's cool. Loved is that, it. Is that the sink bath? Oh yeah, the, yeah. In the pos- so weird in the pasta sink. Yes, the little the round <laughs> one that's on the island kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I've got a pasta sink. 
That's right. Yeah, we're just uh, finding out about that. It's pretty awesome. Sunroom, Bob. pasta sink. Uh-huh. Does the you know, uh, pasta sink have its own Instagram account or anything like that? Not yet, okay. but it will. All right, good, good. We ha- okay, so what about this? Like, because when both my kids were born, I didn't have an iPhone. We just had like a flip phone and things like that. Yeah. And you're probably the same way. So we didn't do the picture a day. I can't imagine the amount of pictures I've taken of like dogs and things like that through the years with the iPhone. Are you over picture dad? I'm not. She is, yeah. which is great. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, the the pictures of me as a little kid, there's like seven of them. Right. With him, From- there's probably already 700. Right. And he's three weeks old. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you gonna, now mean, that all seven, slows down. But a lot. Yeah, that all will slow down. Because I think that with Van especially, mm-hmm. you see a lot of baby pictures, and then like from like two to five, it's kind of like he didn't exist. Yeah. It's like wait a minute, where? Uh, Did you guys care about me at all? Right. From two to five. Yes. No. no we really, really didn't. We really didn't. Each kid gets like fifty percent fewer pictures taken of them. So and like the, the first one, it's got everything. Second one, by the third one, it's like look, we got couple pictures of you we're good yeah well so far so good it's though. an adventure but man he's a great kid he's doing super super well awesome yeah and fantastic mom, mom's in love oh god I, I could i could move out she wouldn't even know right yep yeah that is mom way to go danny way to go thanks bob shout out to malcolm you're really good at sex yeah way to go uh be the dad there strong danny. swimmer <laughs> all right <laughs> i'm next is e-news the ticket i've been traumatized for two days straight okay okay let's hear it there was a there was a ufc event that took place over the weekend bob told me about it It brilliant now i did not purchase this event and i don't know exactly the order of what all this all this went down is it time for reviewing movies i didn't see no i've seen i've seen both events that i'm getting or uh uh what do you want to call them fights and no just the 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 ultimate the ending okay so you've seen two tweets is what you've seen yes okay this sounds like <laughs> you put a lot of time into into your viewing experience okay okay you tell me do i need to see any more than the 30 seconds combined of those two events which two events one guy getting his leg snapped in half. Okay. And when did that happen? Uh that's Chris Weidman's leg, which has only happened I th- I've only seen it happen twice. And once it happened to him and once it happened against him. The same guy. Have you seen this? No. It's not Did he good. not tap out quick enough? Please no, no, no. leg snap. Please Danny, please don't look for it. D- please not, look for this. No, no, people don't need to see this. It's Joe Theismann. I Okay. Well, tell I, me how it happened. Okay, he, so so he is he is kicking his opponent uh, mm-hmm. Uriah Hall. And, no relation to Uriah Heap. That's and, good. And there is a defense for being kicked in the leg, which is basically you check it. You basically you basically make him kick into a a bony area of of your leg. Like it's a defense. It's called checking a kick. And if you I follow. It almost never happens this way. Usually it just becomes a a disincentive to do it again because it hurts your foot. But twice over the 15 years I've watched this sport, the entire femur breaks 
like like a toothpick. The femur? Yeah. And oh. and and there it went. And so I Wait, this is like a fibby or tibia. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. It's not the femur. It's, yeah, the yes, femur's I, I beg your pardon. Yes, Whatever, it's, dude. It's, it's worse. It's the, it's the shin bone, and it just it just breaks in half. And you think like Dak's yeah. cramp was bad? Uh-huh. Where his foot's just <laughs> it's cramp. sticking out to the other side? At least they're wearing... So the guy that was kicking, he broke his leg, or the guy defending? No, no. The guy, the guy kicking, kicking. The guy who defended it. He kicked hard bone, yes. and then he backs up, and he's... Tries to put pressure on the leg and, and it, it just, just crumbles. It's, just well, it snaps. It's just dangling, and then he falls. Yeah, and he rolls over, and he's like, "My God!" Yeah, it is. It's unpleasant. And then the Shocking. other guy jumped on him and got like six free punches <laughs> no. in okay. his face before right. the referee climbed no. on. Okay, so here's my other thing that I want to talk about, and that was bad enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, I'm defending the sport to Senator McCain here, but you go are. On. You are. Then in the Big heavyweight fight, or I guess the big fight. What do you want to call it? Well, I'm uh, the big I mean, event. Okay, so we're, it was a it was a three title fight, triple main event almost thing. Yeah, this is the Usman. Mas- okay, so Masvidal. this is okay, So this is the top one. This is Kamara Usman versus uh, Jorge Masvidal. Our good friend Jorge Masvidal. Who he got his beard punched off. What uh, What round was this? Uh, early two. Okay, so he gets out there and he's mocking. Arlington Bowie's own Usman, 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 Usman. He's mocking him like, like boxers would, uh-huh. you know, kind of laughing at it, like putting his thumbs in his ears. Honestly, in the fight game, the guys who mock are often hurt. Like I don't know, it's a weird thing where you are trying to let everybody know I'm fine. Uh, that didn't hurt. Usman delivers a straight right. The likes of which you have not seen outside of a Rocky movie. It okay. is the cleanest, purest, right to the face, knock your ass on the mat instantly punch you will ever see. It's incredible. And I was like, whoa. But then, this is what I can't understand. Why are they allowed to jump on the guy and keep beating his ass like Danny was saying? Uh, that's one element of... I. Look, I'll watch some UFC. I don't think I've ever paid for it, but you'll see reruns and lesser-known fighters fighting on ESPN and whatnot. And I'll be honest, I've got sucked in, and I've watched yeah, a lot of it over the years. That's one element of it that always kind of bothered me a little bit. Well, it's not ideal, but there's there are a million cases where a guy gets knocked down, but he's not knocked out, and, and you can't have the fight stop too quickly. And then... Uh, I swear, there's there's video of a couple times where a ref is going, I mean, like he's literally sprinting to stop any more blows because the person is completely out, mm-hmm. and he can't get there. Uh, in fact, I think Ngannou, uh, I think the Ngannou uh, Miocic fight was just like this, where Ngannou hit him so hard and he dropped so quick, and then Ngannou keeps to, you're like you're finishing the fight, you just knocking a guy Can't down. You is, just wait a second. Well, I. I mean, there there are sports where you are not allowed to hit somebody who's down, like boxing. Yeah. And everybody says, you know what? This is not like boxing. This is too vicious. This is so- okay. Well, then tell me why. Tell me why that 
For every one death in the UFC, there are, I think, 12 in boxing. I can't. I'm not no, here to answer well, those let, questions. Let, let me answer those questions. Why is he yelling at me? Let, let, <laughs> let me let me defend a objectively great sport to the millions of people that are really into it All right. against the people that watch one tweet yeah. or, or hear something Yeah, is because boxing. Why are they so mean? Boxing is 12, and it was 15 rounds of three minutes, so it's 45 minutes of nothing but direct strikes in the head, Mm -hmm. whereas mixed martial arts is three rounds often, and in these cases, it didn't even take two rounds, Uh, but it's it's five minutes, so 10 or 15 minutes on a real long title fight. It could go as much as 25, but so much of it is grappling. So much of it is, uh, you know, there's there, there's strikes to the head are actually extremely rare in the UFC. Now they do happen, but proportionally it's not even close. And that's why people don't get hurt severely in the UFC compared to in boxing. Did you see the guy break his leg that I just talked that about? That is the most freak thing ever, and you know it. Don't it, use that. Don't use that as example of the here's UFC. Here's my positioning statement. Here it is. And now, I, Corbett Esquire Davidson, am too weak to handle this sport. To handle Thank watching you. it, nobody's yeah. asking you to fight in it. Yeah, yeah. To watch, I can't watch it. I, I like oh oh. And like when I saw that punch and I saw the guy jump on top, I'm like, no, don't hit him! Stop! He's down to the ground. I'm too we. I am too much you of a little girl in the kitchen with my my little pony and my easy bake oven. I can't handle it. Those are fun toys. Can I just ask? Yes. If the only way you experienced driving were tweets of car wrecks, don't you think you'd be a little more scared of driving? Like, what if you actually watched? Yeah, but Bob, Bob, driving also is about just casually cruising around the neighborhood. And there are some very this is casual all about, rounds. This is all about trying to do what we just saw, which is murder someone. I know, but yeah, okay, let's not use that. Let's use football, but use the old crunch course video to show you what football is. It, no, that's the most violent moment, and it shows up on your Twitter feed, and you're like, that must be what Bob's into. No, it's yeah, a, it's a, this Bob can't get enough of legs shattering in fifty places. I I don't even watch it. In fact, my son had a good laugh at me uh, because I can't. I, I I knew what happened. I saw it out of my periphery, and I did not want to see a replay. And that okay. Now you want to hear where they went too far? Mm-hmm. They went too far. Did they let the other guy jump on top of him? No, no. But the guy on him. The guy no longer <laughs> has a leg. And now what? I well no I think they've put it back on oh. but uh, at the at the moment of it happening he had a collapsed leg and it's horrible and it's probably the worst moment of his life like Dak unlike Dak they then show five replays in the arena and everybody's like oh <laughs> as the guy is literally yeah on the ground still like can't we get him on the stretcher before we start showing everybody what happened yeah. to his leg i thought over the line and let me be clear there's a ton of stuff about ufc culture that makes me crazy but the fighters largely have respect for each other largely take care of each other and like i said compared to boxing there is very little long-term effects of this sport relative to that know. one. We don't know. Well, the we sport's do know. new. 
No, there are guys in their you 50s. You don't think there's going to be a Muhammad Ali that's going to end up uh, in, in Joe Frazier and guys like that? that, that I'm sh- certainly not saying it's impossible, but I am saying we have 30 years of, of you know fighters, yeah. and some of them are in their 50s, late 50s now, and, and you know we can see the long-term effects. And by the way, some of them didn't have great brains to begin with. Shocking. I so know. I, you know, I mean, it's it, it's a violent sport. It's not for everyone, but invariably, people seeing tweets of the UFC is, I think, the best repellent for the UFC for a lot of people because they see the worst percentile yes. of moments. I can't take it, and they assume that's I will what the not, sport is. I will not let you champion this sport any longer, Bob. It was such a great card, and I can't wait for two sixty two in two oh. weeks. I think you're gonna love it. The ticket. You know who? You know what the last dance is, don't you, Brett? Hey, yes, sir. What's that? Uh, uh, the Michael Jordan documentary. Very good. Look at this. Look at, look at the, look at the knowledge being dropped. Uh, this is uh, Brett Sturm joining us right now here on the ticket. Hello, everyone. Are you guys? <laughs> are you? Are you related? I need that. Uh, yes, Brett is my uh, firstborn son. Oh, uh, okay. not not firstborn. So he'll inherit everything. Firstborn son. Yes, he gets the uh, he gets the whole birthright and everything, which is uh, the Favre and Romo autographed uh, picture that's right next to uh, the the Xbox. Brett, right do now. you know if uh, are you named more for Favre or Hull? Uh, I think Brett Favre for sure. You think so? Yeah, I think yeah, that checks out. It, it's like fifty-five, forty-five. Well, then there's Brett Michaels, uh, the lead singer of Poison. So <laughs> true. Okay. There, there's a lot to consider here, uh, but we're not here to talk about that, are we, Brett? So, no. so Saturday, how did I pitch this to you? Um, you just um, asked me if I wanted to watch the movie, and I said okay. Yeah, we we it's it's weird because Brett usually has a very very full schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Full plate these days. Yes, and yeah. I, I I get turned down probably seventy percent of the time on my pitches to him. So I I, I actually have to think things through and sort of okay, you come gotta, on. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a game to play. Right. Mine is always though because I think that and Brett, you're probably at that age where movies all movies aren't perfect anymore like they used to be when you were a little kid because yeah. there is that yeah. time and now like my pitches to my kids who are relatively close to your age is that have i ever let you down and really (laughs) i've never (laughs) i've never really let you know what i i pushed raising arizona on them and they didn't really understand it other than that i'm batting a thousand uh i i've said that to you right brett yeah i I don't think you've had a you've had a miss so far what's uh what's my hit list uh at least off the top of your head uh, the recent ones um hot rod um (laughs) (laughs) Rambo, uh, Creed, uh, the um, Alcatraz movie, that was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's Corby's. Uh, Also, Groundhog Day, right? Yeah, I I like that one. You were very skeptical about Groundhog Day. Yeah, I, I didn't really like know what the movie was going to be about. I thought it was just like a boring, like, weather movie. So I'm like, oh, but no, I, I really liked it. It's awesome. Do you yeah. ever see Schindler's List? <laughs> uh, I've not. Mike. What are you doing? Mike. 
That's a callback. Okay, so uh, so here's what happened, though. This is weird because I was not endorsing this movie as much as I was told to watch it, and then I thought, oh, Brett likes guns uh, on his video games. I bet you he would like, uh, you know, Rambo. Did you tell him why this was even brought up? Did you tell him who died? No, no. I, uh, you know what? During the movie, I might have said that guy yeah. died last week, right? Yeah, so the bad cop, or not the bad cop, but just the guy that kind of pushed everything in the direction that the movie went. Uh, Brian yeah. Dennehy, Will Teasel, if you remember from the film, yeah. yeah, passed away. Yeah, so so I was watching this for the first time right next to Brett. It's, uh, it's I'm disappointed in you, by the way, Bob, not Brett. This is the <laughs> first time he's seen First Blood. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's a rite of passage for people <laughs> well, our age. What's weird is I had seen Rambo two several times because a friend just. You know, gave me a VHS tape uh, that I don't know. He recorded a couple movies off HBO because we didn't get that when I was a kid. And uh, I guess it was Rambo too because he was in Vietnam. <laughs> yeah. And I this whole time, I guess I thought I might have been watching the regular. Ram- I, I don't know. Uh, it's been a while. It's it, it's been a long, long while. I will say this: there were some confusing plot points, and so I'm often like the tour guide for Brett on. Here's what's going on. Here's what you need to know about this guy. But there were two things that were super confusing to me about the movie that I might be uh, actually coming to you, Corby, for... uh, Please, lean on me. I've seen it 50 times. Okay. It's possible I don't fully grasp, even at 47, what um, Vietnam uh, soldiers dealt with on the way back. I mean, we've all heard about it, read about it, even seen footage, but... A lot. Are you telling me a sheriff would really be insulted by... A soldier having an American flag jacket on? Like, he was really mad that you're coming around here with that on your jacket. Well, it and was, it's old glory. It was more about the fact that he didn't want trouble in his town, and he knew that a lot of these drifters, as he put it, would end up causing problems in the town. He didn't want any vagrants. He didn't want any homeless people. He didn't want anything. That, uh-oh, we got an echo here. You okay, Brett? Yeah. You get bored and turn the video game back on? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but he didn't want any of that type. And no matter if they were a proud American soldier or not, they j- he didn't want riffraff around. And yeah, you would think that he would have the utmost respect for what this guy did for his country only 10 years prior. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it's certainly not where uh, we are today where somebody walks through the airport and everybody uh, feels uh, a standing ovation could be in order. Or at the Stars game, like, let's recognize a soldier for representing our country. Obviously, it was a different time, but I, I guess I didn't realize it was this, that crazy. Th- and there were so many veterans back then that were just kind of wandering across the country that were considered to be, and I'm air quoting here, dope heads. Yeah. That they were having issues with drugs they were pushing drugs on people yeah that's the perception the reality was it probably wasn't as bad than what the old guard thought yeah okay uh brett before i uh, get to my other question because that's at the end of the movie and you may have a a similar question in your mind because i think we both asked each other this when the movie ended but why don't you uh why don't you give us a, a brief review of what you thought of the movie overall brett um, uh, I've heard a lot about it, you know, but I've never seen it. And, um, I just uh, thought it was a solid action packed movie. It was nothing short of, I mean, there's just uh, a lot of, uh, shooting and stuff. And I mean, that appeals to a guy like me. So I like it. <laughs> a lot of shooting and stuff. Okay. Were you guys, Brett in particular, 
once once they got well once they apprehended him uh and they brought him to the jail the little small town you know washington jail and he escaped and started going up into the mountains from that that next hour is about as cool as you can get especially for that time as far as this guy living off the land fending off you know, a hundred cops and all that. And it wasn't like Ram, which the second one that yes. you saw, Bob. He's just taking on a whole army. He 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 beat a country, right. basically. Right. Th- this seemed really cool and almost believable. Yeah. yeah. Mark? Do what? Well, were you fired up when he escaped the jail and out into, uh, what what do they call it, the gorge? Uh, Like, I don't know. Did you think that part was cool as he's... Yeah, no, I I I don't know if if it was realistic, though, because, like, he literally just manhandled, like, ten cops in the little little, um, cop cop place, and, like, they all... The the police station, I think, is the cop place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, they they should have just shot him, in my opinion, but they just kept trying to one-on-one him. I don't know why, but... They yeah, well, he took him by surprise because you know he's like the greatest Green Beret, or is it a Green Beret? Yeah, yeah, that that uh, ever walked the earth. Yeah, what? in fact, uh, who was who's the third guy? Colonel uh, Troutman. Troutman, yeah, the great oh, Colonel yeah. Troutman, who told you that you're going to need a big supply of body bags or whatever. You do what, that. What's the quote? It's like you do that, you're going to need one more thing. What's that? A good supply of body bags. Yeah, and and I definitely cheered at that point, right, Brett? Yeah, that was a great moment. Did you enjoy, did you enjoy the forced shower? Um, and the <laughs> to well, show how ripped Stallone was. That uh, just yeah, I mean, well, it's 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 certainly something that uh, any parent uh, thinks that occasionally a teenage boy might need a shower. But I'll tell you, in our house, uh, that's never been a problem because. Uh, um, Showers all day and uh, <laughs> and for for years and years and years. Can I tell you how bad my supply. kid that is Brett's age stinks? And it's like I look at I'll look at him and be like, "Have you showered in like three days?" <laughs> well, so the Rambo treatment might make more sense there. Right, you get the fire hose at <laughs> yeah, him or whatever. The, in fact, I believe my parents would often uh, often suggest the fire hose. Oh yeah. Did you recognize a very young David Caruso as one of the police officers in there? I did. I yeah. did very much. That was very nice. Uh, how about uh, some of the weapons Rambo went with out there in the country? Uh, were you okay with all that? Uh, did any of those interest you? Um, yeah, I also liked how he like uh, set traps um, to for the officers. That one like trap was brutal. I don't know how he did that in uh, what was. It felt like five minutes, but um, that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. I don't know how he had time to fashion the trap that uh, yeah. apparently sprung on the legs of one oh, of the cops. Oh god, those spears very, that went right through the legs! Very unpleasant. Uh, it looked yeah, like it, like it. He looked like he was having a bad day. It didn't take long for him to come up with multiple weapons just based off the land. Yeah, and then killing the boar. You're right. Absolutely. Well done. Yeah. Well done by Rambo. I thought it was a really solid movie. I, I did not hate it at all. And uh, and and I probably grade a little tougher than Brett, but I uh, wanted to give you full opportunity here as well. Uh, so we're looking at like a 1 out of 10? No. Let's, here's how we'll rate it. Better or worse than Hot Rod? Uh, okay. As far as like movie quality... And I don't be know honest. That, yeah. And be honest. So... 
I definitely enjoyed Hot Rod more, but I don't, <laughs> <Of course. laughs> I don't know if it's better or worse than Hot Rod. No, nah, that was a joke. Of course, there's no such thing as a movie better than Hot Rod. Never. Nothing yeah, can give exactly. you more pleasure than Hot Rod, let's, man. That's the best. Let's not be ridiculous. Okay, so my second concern as we wrap this up is... What did Troutman do with him at the end? Like they walked off. He wasn't really in cuffs, as I recall. So and, what happens? And so then, we're, and then we just go to credits, and so we're like, okay, so what happens? So what happened was when you end up shooting up an entire town, yeah, blowing up every business that that town has, right? Killing multiple cops, yes, including the sheriff, or who, at least who might have drawn first blood, though he did. Okay, he did draw first blood. Yeah, uh, you get sent to prison. Okay, they did not make that obvious though. They yeah. didn't they I mean, clearly we thought that's what was going to happen, but they they at least left open the possibility that Troutman was going to whisk him away in a helicopter and and I believe send that's the that's that the opening he, the that, opening scene of Rambo First Blood Part 2 oh, is him think, busting rocks. I think you're right. In the prison, but uh, and, and part of the pitch to him is go to Vietnam and you can get out of here. Uh we have some soldiers that are still over there in Vietnam. Can you, Mr. Vietnam, go get them out? But here's why this here's why this was so much better than than the first one was better than the second one because the second one right out of the shoot, it's the the uh, obligatory muscle shot, slow motion busting rocks, where it's like, yeah. wow, he's even bigger than he was in the first one. Well, maybe because he just got done filming Rocky Three, yeah. where he's Mister Roidhead. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of Sylvester Stallone, Brett? Um, one of my uh, favorite actors. Honestly, he's pretty cool. Oh man, I, I think I'm going to send my kids over, and you guys can live together. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to run, dude. Uh, quick shout-outs or no? Um, nope. Okay, good. See, you'll be invited <laughs> back now. Thanks, Brett. Bye, Brett. He's Bye. good. Love you. My kids are regular.